Hello and welcome to the Heal Your Heart, Heal Your Life podcast with your host, Kiara Jade. And today I'm very excited to announce our co-host, um, Luina, the Conscious Crypto Coach. Um, me and Luina met a couple of years ago and it's been absolutely phenomenal to see her progress and her passion for um, her business and her life. Um, Luina, I'd like to throw to you, please tell us about your story. Well, thank you for having me, Kiara. Like so good to see you two years on before uh, COVID, we were training mm. to become a life coach together. Yeah. Um, and then like two, three years later, we all have our you know, podcast, businesses, coaching program. That's fantastic. So thank you for um, having me here. Yeah, no worries. Um, so you're originally not from Australia. Do you want to talk about that journey of how you came to be here? Uh, yeah, so I um, I was born in Hong Kong and then mm-hmm. I grew up in Taiwan because my mom is Taiwanese. Yeah. Um, and then I back to Hong Kong. Then I went to UK to study uh, fashion. Yeah. Um, and then I back to Hong Kong for work, Shanghai. Um, then I met my husband. He is half Japanese, half Australian. And then I power of love. I came to Australia <laughs> with him. Just quit everything. Um, that's how I've been here since two thousand and nine eight nine yeah oh fantastic Uh and you said you never really quite fit in wherever you felt you weren't never really felt like home to you can you go into that a bit more yeah so interestingly um I feel like I don't belong I feel like I have to fit in Mm. um and I would say like because when I so I was born in Hong Kong we speak Cantonese but at home my mom and dad speak Mandarin yeah um so my mom from Taiwan speak Mandarin my father actually from China mm. um, speak Mandarin so I already thought that's so strange for me yeah. um and then and then I was living in Taiwan as a baby and then came to Hong Kong and and so when I was in Hong Kong um like studying I also kind of questioned I, re- I remember clearly age six like I think it was year, your year one in in kindergarten uh, in yeah. primary school yeah. uh, in Hong Kong and we have um they asked you to draw the future you what would you because you can't really you can't really write yet at yeah. six but we can like Asian people um but they asked you to uh, draw and I remember I was drawing myself have pink hair mm. and then I just draw myself pink and really crazy even though I have blue hair now growing up uh, <laughs> and then my teacher just say nobody have pink hair yeah why you girls are pink right and that that was I remember that was my big slap the first slap I'm like why can't I have big pink hair mm. and then I remember then I think it was seven or eight we, yeah. we, we had to write your um what would you like to do when you grow up yeah do you have that yeah um and I like basically half the boys in the class want to be policeman fireman or doctor mm. yeah. um, and the half the class of the girl want to be a teacher or a mom yeah yeah yeah. And I remember back then I'm like I don't want to be a teacher mm. I don't want to be a mom yeah and I wow. knew that yeah and I was like I want to be a piano because I learned piano back then yeah. horrible uh but I was like oh, should I be a piano a pianist yeah um, or should I be explorer and Ooh. I and I, I write myself like can I go to space I yeah. was in the space um and then I said like, can I can I go to space or explore mm. Africa I and, love that or pianist so then I thought then then I realized so I was writing I was so happy probably that my that was my love attraction or whatever yeah so I was doing that and then I was looking at other people because they they have to like present I want to be a teacher I want to be a mom and I remember when they said they want to be a mom 
yeah. I had the feeling of like not not me and I was mm. six or seven yeah you and know sometimes you just know point, I'm like not I don't want to be a mom mm. Mm. and then like since then um and I went to UK so when I was in UK I was the only Asian uh person in in school so I kind yeah. of felt like I'm weird mm. and then kind of then I come to Australia like I'm weird I mm. work in China and then I'm weird um and then I do crypto now yeah crypto is also weird <laughs> and I also like woo woo spirituality mm. those mm. kind of stuff which is weird I like to talk about aliens and you know consciousness and yeah and it just doesn't fit in yeah 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 and like in school, they were saying you need to do really well in school, like back in China, uh, Hong yeah. Kong. And then you go to uni, you get a job and then you get married. Like, I'm like, that's not my life. And mm. I remember I didn't want that life. Mm. Yeah. From such a young age, you just knew so strongly that, you know, I want to be an explorer and I want to do other things. And yeah. was there a sense of shame that came in around that when everyone's saying they wanted to be a mother and this and that, and you're just like, no, or. Yeah. So mm. I feel like oh shit I thought the model answer I should be a teacher or a mom yeah yeah yeah. and that you already knew you were different I chose the wrong wrong thing but I thought like the teacher say write whatever you want I didn't know that like half the class are teacher and moms yeah it's funny it's like it's it's there's no wrong answer to that question whatever you want to be is whatever you want to be but I think in primary school I have memories as well of like looking at what I've done and then looking at what the person next to me has done and the ne- next person next to me and this feeling of like, oh my God, I've done it wrong. Or, oh my God, it's, it's shameful to do things in a certain way that's different from the norm. And you're just so trying hard to fit in and make friends and stuff that there's that yeah, sense of loneliness in that, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I guess that followed you from country to country in a way. Yeah. So that whole, like, I don't belong, mm. just follow me. Um, mm. And I think I also didn't, I think back then I, I I didn't know that I had to like be authentic myself. I you know yeah. I have mask, I people pleasing, like no idea all of this shadow yeah. in a child, right? Like it's not taught in school. Mm. And so like when I start working corporate, right? So I, I just fit into that um uh climbing the corporate ladder, yeah, doing po- uh, office politics and backstabbing people. Now I have to pay all this back, like <laughs> now yeah. I realize whatever energy you send out you get back mm. and yeah I just kind of like back then I was like, okay I, I still go do clubbing you know I, I like I'm a kind of musician-ish so I go to band like I play band yeah um, like even band like I was in heavy metal so mm. like another not fit in yeah like, I was in Hong Kong well actually back in UK first when I was in uni um, I have a ska punk band mm. and ska punk wasn't pop music yeah and so that was not fit in and yeah. then I'm back to Hong Kong we have a heavy metal band not fit in because mm. you know, when I start singing I'm like, <laughs> 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 like yeah and just the whole thing I'm like what and I, I doubt myself and why would I choose something that doesn't fit in mm-hmm. so th- w- like was there a part of how did you feel when you were trying to fit in like in that corporate job versus what you're doing on the weekend it's like I think um, my ego was trying to top myself, like, you know, reframe it, preframe yeah. perspective, whatever, to make me feel like I would enjoy anything. Mm. Um, because I do many, many jobs. Like, since I was 14, my first job was Maccas. I have a fake ID so I can, like, old enough to work in Maccas. And yeah. since then, I never stopped working. So yeah. I've been working, like, multiple part-time jobs. And 
And I always say to myself, I, I would make myself love the job. Mm. And so I would do anything I do to make me love the job. Yeah. But I know that some of the job I just didn't like. Mm-hmm. There's that part of you that's the weird part of you that wants to do all these crazy things. And it's almost like trying to shut down that voice and quiet it down to fit into the box that is whatever job you're in at that time. Yeah, that must have been hard. I didn't know that that was hard. Yeah, because your and ego. Now the trauma, you. yeah, the trauma now. I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Was there a point where you really struggled to fit in anymore and like you couldn't handle that fake, like fake version of yourself anymore? Or, um, I, ooh, good question. I, I would say looking back, I, I'm always been myself. Mm. Um, more like more myself than not. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then I tone down. Yeah. So I would say I don't change myself to be another person because I don't mm. even know what was the other person. Yeah. That I want to become. Yeah. You have I want to break. Yeah. Mm. So I don't have that. Uh, but then I, I think I tone down my weirdness. Yeah. Yep. So there's this sense of I can I'll, I'll be me, but I'll be a certain version of me that's like watered down and not quite at, to the extent of it in order to change and adapt to my surroundings yeah yeah and so yeah. I also I would say I probably check like my friends I do know that like uh, my friends are quite aligned with me mm. however though um you know I still have a bunch of friends that you know they're like designer bag for example mm. back in my young age right so they party they somehow got money and I've been investing since my first job after oh, wow. um, uni yeah because yeah. I, I know how important is money um mm. I'm really really poor so that's why I, I do all these part-time jobs because I my dad just did not have money for me so if anything I want to buy I had to work for myself yeah, to earn yeah, them. yeah and so I kind of know from the young age that I just need to have my own money mm, and mm. so when my dad sent me to UK and I know that he spent all of his money yeah. for the tuition course yeah yeah so like pretty much nothing else bonus for me and so I know that my dad is working so hard to send me to UK then mm. I need to like make sure that I spend the money wisely yeah. but when I see my friends they were this probably like Hong Kong people go to the UK mm. mostly are rich like a bit like upper class yeah, yeah I wasn't yeah. I was just mm. house breezing um and so they kind of have money and mm. so they what they do is like the guys will have buy cars and then yeah. pick up girls the girl will have designer bags mm. and then I just kind of that's not me yeah. I, I don't fit into that and then when they start talking about you know all the Louis Vuitton and Gucci I'm like no that's not me I want to I want to go travel yeah yeah so I, I even like I go travel by myself I should like it because mm. I was in UK right you go to Europe so easy like 39 yeah. pounds at Tiger Air you can go anywhere <laughs> yeah and so like I just kind of work I have three part-time job always mm. and wow. then I work and then whenever I got spare money I travel I yeah. work, I travel, I work, I travel, or buy clothes. And and then I look at people around me, they're not like this because they have daddy giving them money. Yeah. So every holiday, every Christmas, they will just go back to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I'm like, well, you go back to Hong Kong, that's like uh, 10, uh, you know, 10,000 pounds every yeah. time you go, flight ticket and everything. 10,000 pounds, I can, I can go to Europe like for two months for me, backpacking really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then just like many multiple touch points. Mm. to beat me up to be like I'm so weird yeah so yeah no matter where you went or what you did you always felt that little bit of on the outer or different way of thinking and looking at the world 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and I'll try to hide it. I wasn't too sure. Am I like not normal? Um, I also have I got bullied in school. Mm, and so that, mm. that traumatized me a lot. Um yeah. when I was bullied, they you know they call me names and you know they they call me weirdo. So that weirdo, you know, ugly bitch is like in me. Yeah, um, yeah. And it yeah, it just kind of yeah, now you think back, it's really traumatized, but oh definitely. I think it's so easy to go for the kid who looks different um, when you're the bully. Um, so I feel like, yeah, with all the different countries you ended up in, things like that would have unfortunately probably been you. Um, do you find that, like I, when you say weird now, I get the impression that you say it almost with a sense of proudness. Like what was the journey from going from that bullying aspect of being called weird and having it being really upsetting for you to getting to a point where you can say, hey, I'm weird and be proud of it? Like, how did you get from one to the other? Oh, uh, time. <laughs> a lot of healing work, a lot of tears, um, a lot of breakthrough with cultures. Mm. Um, I, I think I look back because I, number one, I always do myself first. Yeah. And then we regret, right? So, because I, I would say my energy is maybe I energy. So mm. automatically, I actually do myself first. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. And so it's the trying to cover up myself. Mm. Um, that part was the, um, the regret, the shame, the guilt was there. Yeah. And, but then I look back, I'm like, actually, if I look back, whatever I did, based on my heart they actually turn out good yeah and so like for example when I quit my fashion job 11 years in fashion I was doing fashion but then mm. at one point I'm like not this is this is just really not me anymore I was passionate but after 11 years I realized how dark the industry actually was and mm. it wasn't what I was in like it was just money at the, at the end I, yeah. I was um operation manager to basically what I do is in charging make sure the money is there mm-hmm. and when I quit like all my friends and family were like your resume is so clean you study in UK fashion and then mm. since then you're just basically working in fashion for like your whole life 11 years yeah and so you spend like 15 16 years studying and working in fashion mm. and you just quit I'm like yep that's my life mm. right mm. and and then that was like, I start feeling power. I think that was like the kind of one of the moments. It's, it's again, a touch point, right? Yeah. So validate, validate. Okay, so I did that. Um, and then I, I was starting, um, and then I did a part-time job in the music industry. Mm. At the same time, I started on my wedding photography business. Yeah. And when I did my photography business, um, again, I got people saying like, wedding photography, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> And, and they were like, do you even know how to use a camera? So are you, you know, like, they just doubt me, doubt me, mm, doubt me, right? Mm. And I know they mean well, because they're scared. It's their yeah. limit, right? Their yeah. fear. But my dreams are bigger than my fear. Mm. And that was the time I'm like, well, this is why I'm studying. This is why I'm going to webinar. This is why I'm, you know, doing all of these. And this is why I'm still working at the background and then run my business to build it. And then I have my roadmap and things. But then that not fit in because mm. mm. every friends and family, even my husband is like, well, there's like 10,000 photographers out there. Like, why they choose you? you, you you're nobody. Like they mean well, but like, again, they, they believe to me. Yeah. They didn't know that. Though. Like now I look back, that was another trauma. Yeah. I almost feel like when you have a dream and you follow that dream 
it's almost like a rite of passage to following that dream that people will shut you down and tell you, no, you can't do it. And it's like, you have to fight for that dream and you have to say, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Otherwise you just shut down and you never follow your dreams. And I think people have this ingrained belief that, you know, you're in this fashion job, you're earning lots of money. It's like, why aren't you happy? You should be happy if you're earning a high paying wage. Um, You know, that's the key to happiness in capitalism. Right. And then when you go and quit that, people don't get it. Was that your experience? Yeah, because like the, the turning point there was um so the, the company was struggling, fashion was struggling. Um yeah. with China, the, all the price increasing back, back then. Yeah. And we're an Australia company. And so I remember I was already in charge of um the office in my department in the, the Australian um the Wuxi and the Shanghai office that I was mm. in charging. And and then my, my boss was like if you can, if we, well, we, uh, if we can increase our, you know, whatever, you know, the sales, they have their revenue. Yeah. And then I will open another office. Then you can be in charge for another department. Mm. More power, you know, I'll give you more money. That was one of the points I'm like, actually, I, I don't chase that anymore. Mm. I mm. want more money, which is not a lot. I know, like, because I, I do the costing, right? When he make a million dollars, he will give me 10K. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep, yep. So 10K increase when I give him like extra million increase. Yeah, right? yeah. I can see it because I'm the person who do the PO and yeah. sales order. Um, but I also know that our department save all the other department. Mm. Um, and so but that was the point I'm like I don't want to fit in anymore I don't want to chase this anymore like okay yeah. I'm already like I don't know operation manager yeah yeah production manager whatever you want to call me mm. that's actually no so he's gonna create a new title for me and give me extra 10k but then I have to like do extra crazy work yeah, yeah that yeah. really was the point I'm like I need to because I burn now as well like there's not easy job I have to talk to factories and mm customers and I don't know the people right and yeah it's just like I'm not following myself anymore yeah you're not following your heart definitely you're following what the people around you are telling you yeah I'll promote you and you'll get more money and yeah that'll be great and it's a safe job you know and you follow external validation instead of your own internal like joy and what brings you happiness exactly and I think a lot of people don't even know that that's a thing until they're in it until they're doing that really hard job and they're only getting paid an extra 10,000 for all that stress. Yeah. yeah but you were lucky was... enough to know, I don't want to fit the mold. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Looking back though, like I think what, um, for me, because I have that not fit in feeling already. Mm. And then I was like, how can I fit in? So I'm kind of like, I think I, I, I thought I wanted to fit in. Yeah. yeah I yeah. thought I want to do something to fit in. So I tried to like unpack Okay, mm. so what is it? So when I was back in school and everybody in the culture was like, get A, you're going to just get, you know, 99% or 100% in your yeah. grade. And you, we, we study like 15 subjects. Like, mm. Otherwise, it was so crazy. And then you meant to have all 15 subjects or A's or yeah. hundreds, right? Yeah. I'm like, 15 subjects. I, I, and I broke down. If I have to uh, study them like one hour a day, like that will be 15 hours a day yeah. already. Like just oh to study God. whatever I need to, right? I'm like, can I just choose the top five that I like, mm. right? And I'm like, why do I have to do 15, right? What's the point? What is yeah. the outcome of it? Then I was question my, my teacher. I'm like, okay, why do I need to memorize um, sodium chloride? Mm. It's mm. salt. 
it's salt. <laughs> and I, when I go to his dinner table, I don't say, pass me sodium chloride. Yeah, right? yeah. Unless I want to be a chemist. Mm. But I, was, I didn't want to be a chemist. Unless I want to be a chemical teacher, but I don't want to be a chemical teacher. I know yeah. I'm an artist. I knew I want to be an artist. Mm. Whatever is drawing, design, or music, I don't know which one yet, but I know yeah. it's artist. Yeah. That was it. And then so, like, since the young age, I'm like, I'm just going to, everything else, pass. I'm just going to do bare minimum yeah. to pass my, my school. Yeah. But my art and music has to be number one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right? And looking back, then every year, you know, your, your school, I don't know if you have the same thing, the school teacher will write something to, to, to your parents, like how you are. Like and a report, little, yeah. Little Lowena, very good with the art subject. Everything else, mm, not very good. Mm, mm. Shame me. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but lucky my dad is really open. And then he's like, as long as you pass, like, just get your get your grade, you know, get get through uni. Mm. I'll do whatever I, I take to get you to uni. Yeah. And my dad said that was it. I don't care about the actual um, result, like the yeah. mark. Just get through it. And that really saved me brain juice. Yeah, definitely. So I, I play, right? I, I, I draw a comic, right? I play video game. Like mm. I have a good childhood because I didn't go like crazy like my other friends in Hong yeah. Kong do. And like they traumatized yeah yeah yeah. it's like this is our definition of success and you need to meet that in order to feel happy but then people do meet that and they realize they're not happy at all yeah I remember one time uh we we were like have um so we had the ex- exam result and I think I was 73 point and mm. I was so happy because mm. last time it was 68 for me yeah so I'm like from 68 to 73 I was pretty happy mm. and the next girl she had 98 percent she mm. cried she said, I cannot show this to my mom and dad. I'm oh not 100. Yeah, yeah. I lost one question. Mm, mm. There's one question I should have known. How stupid am I that got this wrong? Yeah. And I'm like, 73, very happy. Yeah. And that was like, why? Right? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, we've lived our whole lives just taking on board these ideas and these notions without actually questioning them. And it takes the weird one in the class, I think, to question and be like, is there a better way of doing these, this, that we can find success in other ways and not feel like we're failing and like we're horrible and like that we're going to get in trouble if we haven't hit the perfect standard of what society deems as successful. Um, so good on you for being that black sheep because it's not easy to do, um, to be that one who speaks out and says, you know, I'm just going to do it my way instead. But that's awesome that you were doing it from such a young age as well. Like that's really inspiring, I think. Yeah, um, thank you. And good on your dad for being really supportive of that as well. Yeah, I would say looking back, my dad is my hero. Like he really gave me freedom. Mm. But he, yeah, the thing is, he, because cultural, he know that I'm gonna get married to to a guy. Yeah. Um, well, he doesn't care if I'm les- lesbian. He actually yeah. said that. Um, but he know that I will be um because in the cultural eyes, like daughter is kind of out, <laughs> like boys are your name um, mm. we have two sisters so my dad already know that like he he doesn't have a name like our family name stop yeah like, me and my sister yeah. and so my dad pretty much just think as long as you two go to uni because that was pretty much his his regret yeah um, that he didn't go to uni so he was like as long as you guys you know health and safe and healthy and go to uni and don't go drugs and don't get mm. pregnant before 16 that's my dad say that yeah and he's like really happy just yeah. chill and so he did never really force me and funny that even um 
because uh, I tried IVF for baby. Um, and then even my dad was like, well, looking at your character, why did you do that? And my mm. dad didn't force me even because he yeah. was like, why did you do IVF? I didn't want to ground children. Yeah. Well, he, he got some from my sister, but he know that I am not a mom type. Yeah, yeah. So he's always seeing you for who you really are in a way without the pressure of society and never contributed, I guess, to that pressure, which unfortunately I think a lot of parents are the opposite to that. Um, yeah, my dad was really cool when I when I went to UK and I studied graphic design, mm. which again his friend and my dad's friend was saying graphic design is a subject that is no money. You need to study doctors, accountant, yeah. lawyers, and yeah, what's yeah. the other one? Engineer, right? Mm. Or family failure. Like you, yeah. we have five choices. Yeah. And then so my sister is already accountant. So, mm. so I'm kind of like, okay, we got one accountant there. Um, when I was doing graphic design for, I think, nine months, I realized it was just, I want to do fashion. So yeah. I changed the fashion. I changed it and then tell my dad. Then my dad was like, okay. Yeah. Just same price? Yeah, same price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the important part. Um, so talk us through your IVF journey. Like you said, you, yeah, you said from a young age, you knew you didn't want to be a mother what led you to going down that path oh yeah that was bad so I would say me and my mom had a bad relationship Mm. she was born on my birthday and she said that I was from hell coming on her birthday to Mm. make her suffer and to make her pay karmic debt I didn't understand what that meant back then Mm. Um, and so he she pretty much treat me like um a little devil coming here to to make her suffer and um, we just didn't have good relationship yeah of course looking back and she was a young girl from Taiwan come to Hong Kong don't speak the language yeah like like now looking back she also got bullied from work because she don't speak the language mm. um, and she was so young and she had a baby and don't know what to do with it yeah however that was her um not good parenting mm. still ruining my my childhood mm. and so I, I would say because of I didn't have a good mom. We never have a good relationship. Yeah. Um, so then I, at a young age, I'm like, I don't want to be a mom. Yeah. Yeah. I think mom is a horrible job for me. Mm. In my head. I'm like, that's a horrible job. I'm going to be become a mom. I thought mom is all like beating people up and things. Mm. Um, and then I also think, I don't know. I know I meant, like I mean to her too. That like, I'm not a good daughter. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. I'm like, I don't want to have a daughter. And because I know karma. As, mm. as well, so I'm like, I've been a bad daughter. I'm gonna have a bad daughter as well. I mean, like now, I think I can probably change that. Um, but growing up for a long time, that just stuck. Yeah. Um, and so even um, when I was 16, I was in UK. I remember I got a letter because back in yeah. the day, that was how old I, I am. Uh, she sent me a letter through mm. the mail um, to say that we are stranger from now on. Oh. Yeah. So she's like cutting that um, karmic like don't call me what led to that which is really bad just no bonding almost um do you think it was because you were a bit different and like carving your own path out in life that and she did she agree with the more traditional values of you know academic success and things like that did that contribute no no she's an artist so she's an artist yeah yeah so she uh, yeah she's spontaneous like we're born in the same birthday so we actually had the same trait 
Libra. Yeah, yeah. And so like we're kind of artistic, we kind of freedom, we kind of like, you know, do whatever we want. Mm. And that's how she just married my dad from Taiwan, like against her parents. So she yeah. did the same, I did the same. So I yeah. come from Australia. So she 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 went to Hong Kong. Um there's many things, there's something happened in when I was baby. Mm. Um, but since then it just led led to bad thing after bad things um yeah. to the point that I just don't talk to her anymore that was probably seven that I was just seven I'm like decided I don't talk to you anymore mm, mm. Um, and then um on like table eating table like yeah. we just four like me and sister mom and dad I didn't even look at my mom it was such a weird horrible like my mom was right here so I'm looking at here to when I eat yeah wow. all the time like since since I was 16 that I, I escaped to like I basically escaped to UK so that mm. I avoid so I'm like I just escape I don't want to deal with it yeah and so when I came to UK uh, Australia with my um, husband then he wanted a child he wanted children mm. I always say I don't yeah but I, I again I was a mask I didn't yeah. really firmly say I do not want a child mm. at all and so I just kind of like not now not yet maybe to him yeah 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 to everyone else but like to my Chinese friend I'm so firm yeah so I, I have a feeling that I got too masked mm. in my Chinese I actually really me like I swear and everything yeah like against that person um I would say in English because I had to think about it because it's not actually my language yeah but in the process of thinking about the language of English I add a mask on it I filter it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It just might as well add it on because I already like just grammar, you know, pronunciation, filter. Yeah, there's so, so many things already to think about with the language, but expressing yourself emotionally on top of that, I, I've actually experienced that. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. So when um, my husband kind of wanted, um, and then I think that was a time because he didn't want it as well. He wasn't sure he's ready. And then I think his sister got the first um you know always by the first niece yeah born and then like golden child the whole family mm. oh my god the first you know first child and that was the time that he started oh shit I'm in the age of father yeah um and then we were already 30s um mm. and so we just go straight to IVF pretty much because we yeah we didn't um successful and I know that that was the darkest part for me because I know mm. that I didn't want it and I know yeah. I think it's expensive and but I still thought I'll fulfill him. Yeah. I will make it work. If I have a child, I sure I'm sure I will love the child. Like I won't abuse the child like my mom did to me. Mm, mm. And I know that I could love my child. I I I know that once it's here, I will not like be a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. However, though, if I have a choice, I don't want it in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Right. Then when I when we were did, did the IVF, like it's money involved. Mm. before that we were like okay if we're gonna have babies we thought it's gonna be naturally yeah. so i'm gonna be like okay i'm not gonna work for two years for sure yeah and we might have a second one because i was thinking like i rather have two mm. zero or two so i'm like probably three years i won't i can't really work full time yeah so we need to save money so we mm. have a discussion okay we'll save money that will be in enough for us to survive on his salary on his own yeah um and then so okay we're gonna save up 20k extra mm. so that was back then yeah i don't know how how much ivf now so we saved up like 20k yeah and then okay okay we're ready now and then we couldn't we just couldn't make the babies yeah. um, then i thought all right we do the ivf 
we end up spend the twenty k on IVF. Yeah, and then wow. that was like the, the point to the seven time. That's what we want to have the discuss, discussion. However, though during this IVF process, every time I got my period, I was so happy. Mm. I went for massage. I had my yeah, sashimi. Yeah. I yeah. eat my salmon. I have my bubble tea. I drink my cold tea. Like all of、mm. these were my Chinese doctor say that I shouldn't do. Oh right, right, yeah. Yeah, so、okay. I went to Chinese doctor, and then he say to me like, my my room is this, 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 so I shouldn't do this, 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 this if I、yeah. want to hold the baby.、Mm. Um, and I was like, that means if I do this, I can't hold the baby.、Mm. Right. Yeah, Subconsciously,、yeah. I like, ah,、oh, that's that's the stuff I need to do in order to not get the baby. So you were self sabotaging in a way because that part of you didn't want it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know that because it's my heart. Mm, all、mm. the part of me, right? It's real. Every time I period, I try to look sad because when I period, I'll tell my husband, right? Yeah, period, yeah. and I have to do the sad face. Oh, period, and then he will be like, "Oh, we'll try again, baby." But I know secretly, I'm like, "Woohoo!" Yeah, one more yeah. month of freedom. That would have been really hard, one to hide that from your partner, but yeah, to not feel like you could tell him either. Like, yeah, it would have put a wedge in the relationship. I'm sure. Oh yeah, and then like I don't even want the baby. Mm, mm. So it was just like a dry, weird handmade tale happening. Yeah. How did you feel trying to hide that from your partner? Like, oh, the baby was after seven times. We had the conversation. Yeah. And I actually asked him, "Do you really want a baby?" Because I said to him like, "This is seven times now. Our twenty k is gone." Yeah. Right. So I say, "Why do you want a baby? Do you want a baby?" Because I say, "If you really want a baby." And I can't give you. You have to change your wife. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, we had that conversation. I'm like,、mm. if baby being father have a family is your value that you always wanted,、mm. I don't want to take this right from you. Which、and、that would have been terrifying to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then I said to him, him, I said to him, like, but honestly, that point because I think I, I hinted, hinted, hinted.、Mm. Did he understand the hints? No. 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 Now I realize he's so left brain, so literal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be so firm and say I never want a baby. Yeah, ever, a lot, ever, ever. You find a lot of men are that hints just don't work. They just go over their heads. Yeah. And yet, it's like that hard conversation needs to happen, and it just—it's either you keep sitting in that place of forcing yourself to do things you don't want to do to avoid that conversation, or you have that conversation. Either way, you have to deal with the pain of both of them. Exactly.、Yeah. That's why I was thinking if I didn't have the conversation and I somehow keep going,、mm. I did make the baby,、mm. it would be more painful for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't pull it back. I gotta send it back to the sender. Yeah. Let alone the fact you could have resentment to the baby, you could have resentment to him. Like once it happens, it yeah, you can't take that back. And then, but you can still feel those feelings of I didn't want this.、Yeah. That can still persist. Yeah. yeah, and I even have that in my back of my head, thinking if things don't work out, he's a single dad. Like、yeah. I even have that, like I'm、yeah. not, I don't want to keep the child.、Mm. Of, mm. of course, then I'm thinking, well, if, what, but if that's happening, I will keep the child. I'll probably like it's, maybe it's my biological bonding.、Mm. Um, but before the biological bonding, I was like, he's going to be single dad. Yeah, he's, yeah, his child. Like I have that in my head, and then、yeah. I feel guilty and shame that having this thought in my head that I caught myself. And I wonder if that was kind of your mother's process as well, a little bit. Like she didn't necessarily feel like she was ready, and then it just all happened. And 
there was that part of her that was so resentful that it just came out at you, even though you were probably a great child. But in her mind, she had it set as, you know, this stuffed up my life. So I'm going to take it out at you when you never deserve that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Now looking back, that was like on her birthday, she was on 21 or 22, really, really young. Yeah. Young girl, birthday, have a baby and then don't know what to do with it. Mm. And then also some something happened when I was born and it just, I, I think that month for her is a mess. Yeah. yeah. And then like, there's a baby there. And, and then I think we went to Taiwan mm. um, and then they, they opened a noodle shop. Yeah. And so I guess in a 20 something year old lady, just mm. have a baby. And then we went to Taiwan, that's her, her hometown, but not um, her mom and dad's place. Yeah. And then they opened a business. I guess it's her first time. Yeah. And so I, I would say like her life must be doing some crazy thing happening yeah. in that two, three years. And then my, my sister also born like three years later. Mm. So I think during that five years, I think she was chaotic. Her life wasn't her life. It was just what was happening to her. Yeah. And I think that all the fear was uncertain and she was in a foreign country, doesn't mm. speak the language and she was mm. working at yeah. the beginning and yeah. then she got bullied because she just don't speak the language. Mm. Um, and then she quit her job and become yeah. a coat. She went on a coat. Um, yeah. And I think those, like her life was, I would say looking back, she mm. needs healing. Yeah, definitely. definitely. She didn't know. We didn't know. And, and she meditate and chanting every day. And back then, I just didn't understand. So she found her, her thing. However, yeah. that was a cult at the beginning. So that was a bad, like it was a Buddhism, but like mm. a bad, like the club was bad. Yeah, yeah. And so that also affected the family as well, because she was just basically doing some cult stuff mm. uh, and, and, until she kind of left that club. Um, yeah. and then become the the real buddha some like clearing calming blessing um but yeah i think um the did you, think, did you think that you might have to be the person to clear that generational kind of trauma because it's kind of happened to you as well in a way but you've kind of gone the other way where you the ivf didn't work out yeah i like the next step even now like i'm 41 um the next step is i'm gonna book in that family system uh coaching session you know, with family, her? Ancestor, yeah, uh, family, internal family system. Oh, yeah, yeah. And why yeah. is that? Like, what do you think that'll help with? Oh, so that one is to clear your um, your parenting, your ancestor, your grandpa, grandparents, all the um, download. Because mm, mm. I downloaded all of this shit that is not belong to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. carrying all this weight. Um, so that... Uh, that model the internal family system or there's different there's few people knock off <laughs> but similar thing is basically you have a group of people yeah and you role play you yeah. tap into your mom or your dad or your brother there's someone someone else mm. you tap into it mm. and then somehow will heal your inner child yeah yeah, yeah. it's a process i'm not saying somehow uh I, I want to do this. Uh, mm. I was avoiding because I know that I'm going to cry. I'm going to like break through. I'm going to be like painful. I'm going to notice something that I didn't want to face. So I've been procrastinating to yeah. program for a long time. I, I think I need to do it. Do you feel like you've healed something though in being able to have that conversation with your partner? And I'm, I'm assuming he, I don't know how he took it. You haven't gotten to that part, but yeah. um, you're still together. So I'm assuming he took it okay. Um, like, do you think that would have healed something within you around your inner child and your mother in a way, like indirectly, even if you're not really speaking to her? 
uh, quite a lot. I would say that conversation gave myself permission to yeah. end it, like child, like no more. Yeah. I'm not making child unless yeah. it is accidental, like mm. it, it happened. Um, but we won't. Um, because I think I'm gonna sabotage. Like I, I won't. I just will do it in yeah. time. Right. Um, that conversation really also another one that got me thinking. Holy shit, we can create our life. Yeah. Um. That was because when I asked him, so why do you want to make a baby? And then he said, well, everybody does. My sister mm. had babies. My brother had babies. My cousin had babies. All my friends had babies. And I was like, is that your reason? What about you? Do you want a baby? Again, it comes back to like success is this notion that we've been told, you know, exactly how it was you said before. And I won't be happy unless I have a child or I won't be successful as a family man or whatever, or father or whatever, unless I have a child. And, but is that the case or is that just what we've been programmed to believe? Exactly. Right. Mm. And then when he said that, I'm like, holy shit, you'll not even know what you want. Yeah. 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 Almost have a unwanted child. Mm, Mm. And then, so I said to him, you know what? We can have a life without children. And it took him a little while to kind of click. Yeah. yeah. We can have a life without child. Because I think at the beginning, once he realized it wasn't what he wanted. Yeah. Was, he thought that was a path. Yeah. And, and then that, I think that kind of got him thinking, does he want one as well? And then he probably think it's a pet, right? Like, yeah, they're really cute. But then I mentioned to him, because I don't want child. If mm. you really want it, I would do the mom thing because you specifically cannot do the breastfeeding thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I negotiate. I basically negotiate. I say to him, I don't want a child. Mm. I will make one for you if you really want one. But you got to take care of us financially. Yeah. You want to do housework. Yeah. You still going to go to work and give me money. I will do the actual mom thing that you cannot. Mm. But you do the cleaning, you do the playing, you do the teaching. Yeah, yeah. Because I say, I don't want a child. I want mm. my life. I have my, my other career I want to mm. do. But I will, I will pause my career for you. Yeah, like, yeah. Just for that ne- negotiation, again, to me, I'm like, is that a contract that we're writing right now? Like, yeah. it's not romantic, it's not, mm. right? And then he's like, that's nonsense. It's mm. our child. We need to build it together. We are family together, right? I'm like, but I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want a family together. Yeah. I just want me and you. That was all, all I wanted. I just want a husband. I knew I want to have, I know like husband is what I want. Yeah, yeah. And so I got my husband, perfect husband. That was it. Like I never thought we, we, we want, like I just don't want the family unit thingy. Mm. Oh, I, I'm so... I just want to acknowledge you. Like, it's so hard to have these conversations and speak your truth. And this is what I want. And this goes against what society might tell us we should want, but this is where I'm at. And this is, you know, I'm honoring myself right now, speaking this aloud to you. So good on you. Cause it's not easy to do that, especially in the face of maybe losing your husband who you love. Yeah. yeah I was willing to deem on to, uh, but I was willing to like, if that's what he wants, which yeah. is good because then, you know, he Bella, he was still early, like 30s so mm. he can still get a new wife yeah um to give him the baby um but yeah like i'm, I'm I, I i can i know that i'll get a new husband mm. like um but that would be really really sad because we've been together for like since 2006 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 16 years now mm. yeah 
Was there any other pressure on you other than your husband to have a baby to be a mother? I don't know really. No, okay, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Well, his his family kind of following up the the process. Yeah. Um, but I don't think his family is like I because they already we already have like nephew and niece. Yeah. Um, it's not like they really want six grandchildren. Mm, mm. Um, so which is lucky. Um, but I think I did feel that peer pressure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they kind of like, oh, how's your IVF going? You know, when's your next appointment? When's your next ultrasound? Like, because they were really following mm, that mm. process. Um, so I kind of feel like, oh, shit, you know, should I just hurry this shit up and pump that out? Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. I felt instantly, I felt that would be the end of my life. Wow. The heaviness, end of yeah. my life. Like, and is that life. how you realized you didn't want to do it? Like, how did you notice that you're self-sabotaging and you're doing these things? Like, was there a realization one day that you're like, oh my God, I really don't want to do this? Or you just always knew, you just didn't know how to express it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a good question. I would say I always knew, my body's always know. Now yeah. that I study um, access consciousness, mm. then I, I noticed and pendulum and body dowsing and um, muscle tests, then I realized like your body will tell you yeah, um, but I only learned this like this few years. Yeah. Um, but I was using my body like before I know it. So, like for example, back in like I had a, a ex boyfriend for like eleven years. Yeah. We were together since thirteen, mm. and so when we were like you know twenty three or something, well we're on and off because I went to UK. Um, we're on and off. Uh, I came back like 23, mm. 24 age, and he kind of think we're gonna get married because we've been together since we were like thirteen, like yeah, that young age, and then. He always mentioned our babies. Well, you're you're thir- 23, right? So you're young little puppy love. And Me, then, no, like, I'm I'm almost 30 now, so I'm well, feeling the pressure for babies. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry. We we can do babies like now, really. Uh, uh, any well, age, yeah. <laughs> any age. Um, but yeah, I remember back then when he told me every time he said our wedding day we're gonna do a roller skate because we we roller skate <laughs> the roller skate um bridling groom like really cool and yeah. I thought the idea was cool I was like oh yeah rollerblading wedding was cool but then I thought with him heavy mm. not with mm. you I don't yeah. mind rollerblading not with you and then when every time you say oh there's a baby and then we can call this my baby will be called Andrew well, I don't know just really random yeah heavy yeah and so I kind of now I look back I've been using that like if I know that it's heavy mm. I just can't do it I feel like and what does a full-bodied yes feel like to you when you're embodying it exciting 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 yeah it's like I want to do this I'm looking forward to it and I would Mm. think about it all the time I will run it in my head and I'm like I cannot wait to do them at the same time I'll be scared like those ego stuff will come out for sure um but my heart will be like this is it cannot wait right even though I don't know what's the outcome but the idea excite me that's so interesting I I've never really connected the body with the mind in terms of trauma and I'm really starting to notice it a lot more that your body knows even when your mind consciously isn't there yet um and especially I've interviewed other people on this podcast as well and they've said that they've thought they're doing really well and then they'll go I don't know to a certain area and they'll just suddenly get so triggered and they're having panic attacks and they can't breathe and sometimes the body just knows even when the mind doesn't yet. Um, 
And I love that you were accessing that even before you're into like all this spiritual stuff. And even before you knew like consciously, yes, this works because of X, Y, Z reason. There was this part of you that knew this is a heavy feeling. This doesn't feel right to me. Maybe there's another path. Yeah, this is actually really interesting that you now you sum it up really beautifully <laughs> that I look back, I always love money, wealth, success yeah. and spiritual stuff. Yeah. I, now I think back the money, wealth, success is because I was poor. I was just so yeah, poor. Yeah, yeah. And then I look at my dad. He was like working really hard to mm. provide. And like that got me thinking that we need money. Yeah. Like, yeah. We just need that. And mm. and I think born in Hong Kong is also, I would say, like if my our soul come here for a purpose. Yeah. For me to born in Hong Kong, Hong Kong is such an economy, uh, uh centric money, yeah, uh, market kind of um thing. So most people talk about money, like mm really easy it's like hey how's the day how much you earn like we just yeah right we it's like here you can't ask people age or something right how are you you can't ask but we, we can just ask how, how you know how, how much do you make um yeah. and so i think that always a part of me mm. to to learn this lesson of how can i map um uh what's map out this game yeah and spirituality at the same time as well because remember i was saying that i like i actually like star sign i like space i like um aliens because i draw a comic back back in like really young age and yeah. i draw the magic you know i draw all this because you were still pure yeah Your spirit was still with you yeah. until i get crushed by my school yeah before my school crushed me mm. i was like magical yeah and like, then i start slowly toning it down toning it down toning it down because it was just too weird like even you saying you wanted to be an explorer when you were five years old it's like in a way you followed that because look at how many countries you've lived in and all the things that you've done and there's this part of you that just loves that but yeah then society comes in and tells you no you can't be an explorer you should be a wife and mother and you should you know be in a nurturing profession where you're teaching people things but maybe not earning lots of money for it like yeah, yeah. and then such a young age I'm like well, why not why not mm. right why yeah not? yeah it's just interesting now that like if you, I think back, you're, you know the answer. Mm, mm. Your heart knows, but then your brain, your ego will shut it up, right? Yeah. The, the longest distance is from your brain to your heart. Yeah, yeah. Like, how can you close this gap? It's such a longer system to, to become an authentic life. Yeah, your ego's job is to keep you safe. In the days when we had like lions running around, the ego was like, we can't go to that cave because there's a lion there. So we have to always stay in our little hut over here and never leave because that's safe. Mm -hmm. And I think in this society, it's like, we have these big dreams, but that's not safe. It's safe to just sit here in a nine to five and do the same old thing. Um, and that ego is just like, you can't do that. You can't do that. But throwing that ego off and throwing off society's expectations of you is terrifying but it's also freeing it opens up a world of opportunity that was never there before when you were thinking in that other mindset exactly like yeah. we downloaded too many cultural um programming mm. now i'm the i have to deprogram the shit out of my programming right now yeah, yeah. like you know for a thousand years women were well uh, two thousand years before ago was women was the the, the tribal leader yeah and for so long it becoming the men go to hunting and then the women do the house thing right yeah and so for a long time like grandmother great grandmother were like we meant to be women in home doing home stuff mm. and that's still mm. imprinted in our 
you know, in, in our, but then we're now changing because we're going to the element of fire in 2024. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So right now we're on the element of earth. Is, is mm. that okay? I'm like, just the topic just go away. <laughs> no, I'm so, so interested. What happened was, um, so every two that well, everything have a cycle and pattern. Yeah. So I'm really fascinated with this because like crypto, to invest in crypto, I need to understand cycle and pattern, mm. including feng shui because yeah. it affects the market. Mm. And so I know it's going to crash right now. Like we yeah. know because Feng Shui telling us, and of course, data point and chat and everything. Um, but 2000, every 2500 will be mm. a big, like a uh, spiritual shift. Yeah. So it was feminine before. So you have um, God, Godness, right? All the, uh, oh, what's the name in English? All the female God. Yeah. Yeah. Old age. And then the last which is right now with yeah. all the male god like mm. Jesus and Buddha and um, Thor, Loki, <laughs> you know, all the guys, right? Yeah. And you have all the white male, middle men. And to uh, be a like priest, leaders, you have to be right? a man. Yep. Yeah, because it's a masculine energy. Mm. And then now we're changing to the next 2,500 years, which is kind of back to feminine again. Yeah. So that's yeah. The, big, the big one. But then mm. the big one, you have mini one. So every 180 years, you have a mini. 60, you have a mini. Every 12 years, you have a mini. Okay. So now, every 12 years or so, or 24, depending how you look at it, we have another like element uh, rotation. Yeah. Before, we have an element of Earth, and mm. which is right now we're doing, but we're transitioning. And mm. what is element of Earth? It was um, anything tangible. Earth, you think about Earth, right? It's yeah. heavy. It's grounding. So housing, mm. real estate, properties were like if you buy a house back in 20 years ago you're rich by now yeah right yeah. that was the energy of it and anything tangible like um a business with a physical with physical thing mm. um salesperson singer so in the 90s you see a lot of diva mm. right you see like winnie houston and jennifer lopez right in, yeah. like in the 90s you get a lot of like really singing people really yeah. talented and now you don't, and then, um, and then the next 12 years, you get young boy. So you get Justin Bieber, One Direction, because then you mm. change again. Yeah. And then, so now we change again. Yeah. Um, and so what we were before were that male dominant. And then, so we're switching to the element of, element of fire, which is mm. non-tangible. So cryptocurrency, online coaching, uh, virtual, anything. So fire also means eyes in Chinese. Yeah. So anything beauty, uh, facial, um, online, mm. uh, graphics, photography, um, cryptocurrency, um, woman, beauty, were going to be the next um, hit flow. Yeah. And so that's why, like, back in the day, if you buy a house, you set. Mm. Now is that if you get crypto, you'll be set. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what would you say to people who maybe saying but crypto is having a crash right now Louina. like i don't know if i want to go there exactly this is why you don't go there i go there <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny um like cryptocurrency is the one that when it's on sale mm. people run out of the store like imagine if you want an iphone 14 i don't mm. know if they're out yet if you want an iphone 14 and somehow there's a crash in a system one day yeah. that is 200 bucks yeah you you're gonna like sell your underpants and buy 10 <laughs> yeah yeah right but no if crypto's on sale people run out of the door because they don't understand they mm. don't understand the value of it they don't understand that their cycle 
and as I get, as, as I say, cycle and pattern, there's yeah. always spring. So right now we are winter. Yeah. There's always spring come back out. So winter is a time that we, we actually need to be half uh, plant a new seed for mm. the next harvest. Mm. But people just don't see it. They just look at the price. Like, oh, it's crushing. And then when they up, they come and buy. It yeah. happens all the time because crypto is emotional. So it's kind of like if we go back to your metaphor of the iPhone, if the iPhone sometime, somehow ends up at $200, we're all going to run and buy it because, you know, we know it's worth $1,000 or whatever it's worth. I don't know. Um, um, because we know that if we buy it at $200, we'll easily be able to sell it for $1,000 and make our money back. So in the same way, you're saying that crypto is now crashed, but it will bounce back at some point. And, you know, it's a good time to buy now and sell our underpants. <laughs> have some kidney and sell your wife <laughs> no um, no 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 financial advice can say that um yeah but um yeah that's where that's where you were going with that metaphor is that what you mean yeah so not, not financial advice yeah. um not telling you to buy now because there's there's stuff to do um but i would say um there's eighteen thousand different cryptocurrency right now it's a time for you to learn and study mm. which one to pick yeah why i'm picking them because they are not like yes iphone 14 sell on 200 bucks maybe samsung also on sale maybe yeah. right yeah. i don't know the other phone i don't, I don't know phone anymore like nokia still yeah. on sale right are you buying nokia or are you buying apple which one you're buying right so there's still a, you're gonna think right so let's say the house next door that you really want to buy was meant to be at one and a half million mm. and then suddenly maybe the person just need money to i don't know whatever and say i'm now selling it for half a mil mm. but you have to pay in full no mortgage yeah you will somehow find a way to find a half a million dollar to buy a 1.5 million home yeah, yeah you yeah. will find a way because you yeah. know that is worth 1.5 mm. the mm. reason why people are not coming in crypto is they don't educate on they don't know what that is yeah and, um, for me personally i'm very like overwhelmed by crypto that would be the word i would use like it's like there's so many kinds of the coins and it's just it's a lot to understand and if i don't understand something i find it hard to invest in it exactly this is really true like overwhelm is a really good word because everybody <laughs> overwhelmed at the beginning mm. it was like what is that you know why because we don't we're not taught in school yeah in school we taught us to get a job mm -hmm. in school we didn't taught us to like okay then once you get a job then what do you do with the money with a job invest them how much how do you invest right and so that's how i, I reached the i watched the reach that poor dad back yep. in uni mm. that really got me i didn't understand like half the book really yeah but some of the concept really got me like your house is not your investment yeah but since i know that i'm like okay i'm renting but i'm buying investment home that went against everything I like have been taught or like told is because yeah, property is everything according to yeah, the last hundred year cycle or whatever you were mentioning before. Um, yeah. So can you explain that a bit more? Yeah. This is really interesting that we were indoctrinated to, um, to buy house. I mean, mm. that was our energy as well. I remember the, at the earth. So housing is meant to boom just because of energy we're pushing. So yeah. when your grandfather like had the house and then get rich, then your father did that. And then, so it still come to you that yeah. you know, this is like three generation of house will get you rich. Right. Yeah. And so like my, um, my Australian side of the family, 
they all all they were wanting to do is to buy the family home yeah as soon as possible mm. so when they graduate get a job straight away save up for a deposit for yep. your own home so that was like my whole australian people mentality mm. Mm. and the hong kong same thing because hong kong um we have a, di- a different uh, market because we have di- uh, less land but many people because hong kong is super small yeah but housing it just always go, go up it's yeah. just crazy because the demand is there mm. and so but in hong kong we also know that we need to have a second one for um renting rental income. yeah and so we we have a different mentality we have added the extra layer of the the, the house is investment so then so many of us actually renting a horrible dodgy small grandma house mm. in order to save money for a luxury home yeah. to rent out yeah but then like our the, the western society don't have that like they were like whoa i'm living in this house i want to be you know comfortable mm. so it's almost like about having a plan b option as well like for for your investments to be coming in so you talk about um like having that rainy day fund or like the emergency account um why is that important oh saved my life like so many times <laughs> saying like ah oh, where did i learn this one from i can't remember which one but yeah i need to thank that person maybe i, <laughs> I know just sometimes golden nugget just drop in you right so yeah it maybe barefoot investor but i don't think so yeah um, he has a bit on that but yeah, yeah but it was because i know this like ages ago or maybe i, I created it i don't have no idea um so three months emergency fund is mm. um it just go like non-negotiable so like, let's say every month, let's say, for example, you need 5K um, expenses to survive yeah. and you have 15K saved yeah. up, just no matter what. Um, it really saved me many times. That was like, like, number one, when I came from Hong Kong to Australia. So I always have that emergency one, like since I was pretty much first wow. job. Yeah, yeah. Or even, no, I think I was really young. I, I think it was even when I was in part-time job. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I always have the emergency one. And in UK images one and i know if i have anything over that i'll go holiday i'll buy shit but like yeah, yeah. or sometimes i tap into it but i'll pay it back mm. so i always have that but i'll tap into it and pay back and from my when i was in hong kong to australia i didn't know that i i, I got a job like in the first week i didn't know <laughs> that i came to australia and i got a job interview and they were can you come to work on monday i'm like oh. wow and I, yeah i'm like can i just play i just come to australia <laughs> can i just travel melbourne a little bit um, but I also knew that my my niche because I was doing fashion and I can speak Chinese, so you know Australian company want a Chinese person to yeah. Do that. Um, but that that um emergency fund were there mm. if mm. I need to, and then I just got a job right. So it was there, and then my husband um got laid off like multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And then they like, redundant or the company whatever. Mm. Um, oh, that emergency fund really saved us. Yeah. So that yeah. time when we bought our first house in Australia, and I remember I went to my boss and said, "Am I safe? Am I about to buy a house?" Mm. No, thousand nine, and the you know global crash just happening. Yeah. Now look back, yeah. we we repeating now. So what happened was I went to my boss and say, "Am I safe? Am I job safe?" And then she said, "Yes." Mm. My my husband did the same. Yes. Yeah. So we bought the house, deposit, and then my boss got sacked. Wow. And then his company gone under. Wow, my that my company was downsizing. Yeah, and yeah. then eventually out of water, and 
And then so what happened was back then my husband had um because when we bought the house, lucky we had to buy the uh, mortgage in insurance, mm, right? Because mm. we, we borrowed ninety percent. Yeah. And and then it was a lucky we claim it back, but mm. it was hideous process. Like he knew he need to send job job seeking you know seven days a, a seven job a day or something and then yeah you know, and all that to, to make sure that you get claimed that and it was just really lucky because we just literally bought the house and then he lost the job and so we, we literally can just claim that one yeah. um because we're only just paying for a few months so yeah. we didn't get that much we just basically get it back right mm. and that was the point i'm like i'm gonna do my own insurance because mm. it was like 350 uh, two, 250 a month yeah. And I'm like, what if I never use it? Like 250 a month, that was like, you know, three grand a year. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Now I was like, mm. why don't I just save three grand a year? Mm. And then, then you've just got it there. Yeah. And so it really saved us many times. Like my husband had um, in, uh, depression uh, mm. a few years ago. Again, emergency fund, save us. Yeah, yeah. But when you need that break, when you have a, like, you just burn out in an industry and you just need a rest and it's like, you're going to quit your job because you just can't do it anymore. Yeah, having that emergency fund, I can imagine, would be very important. And I invested it. Like, they're not putting it in the bank, doing nothing, because mm. then, like, I will have, well, we, depending on your, so I, I teach my client your bucket. Uh, but for example, I like to have at least one month in the bank, just so it's a cash flow, at least mm-hmm. minimum. The other two, I probably invested in crypto already, because they're liquid. Yeah. I can use them any anytime, because put it in the bank, you have no interest. You lose inflation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you basically lose your money in inflation. So basically, if inflation is 10 or 15%, mm. they, they won't tell you that. Like mm. because of riots, because um our wages do not catch up with inflation, the real yeah. inflation. Yeah. So they will put something in the CPI to manipulate the number. So don't don't trust that. So inflation, the real number is really like 10, 15%. Oh. That means, yeah, because the CPI will tell you 8%. They actually trying to make it three, they just couldn't do it. They so they were manipulating the number so bad, it still give up 8%, mm, 8% or something. Mm. And so to be like 40 years high in inflation, they just couldn't hide it because when COVID hit, they yeah. printed 40% extra money supply mm. and then they locked down the whole production and services, which is no GBT, but they give our money for free. Yeah. We're going to pay back for inflation. We know that crypto people, mm. that's why we have to invest them. And so... When um, I lost my train of chat now, what, what was I saying? Um, yeah, I'm so, guessing that's why things have gone up this year. It's because we're paying back what we've yeah. put out the year before. Yeah, yeah. This is why like, my portfolio like, were going up like 10, tenfold. Mm, mm. Right. So I, I took 10K from the government um, superannuation thingy and yeah. I put it in crypto. Well, I put 10K into my coaching and then 10K into crypto. That 10K got to, I think, 60K at one point. Mm, mm. Um, almost 100k at one point actually yeah, yeah. Oh, come back down now uh, but still um my friends were buying cars yeah 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 right and we were like now i know we're gonna pay back by inflation so i invest them so now mm. like it really saved me um when this whole lockdown thingy and my wedding business was like shut yeah um, and we were like pumping money to keep the company afloat mm, mm. and those money were and we actually weren't uh, allowed to get the job uh, the company uh, help from the business side yet yeah but yeah i'm a job seeker or job keeper I can't yeah um, yeah but then i invest the most of them wow well thank you so much is there anything else you want to discuss today 
Well, thank you so much for um, for having me here. Um, just if anyone think about crypto, like as you say, it's overwhelming. Don't don't worry. <laughs> like I I have a masterclass coming up uh, mm -hmm. on the Saturday, this Saturday, the twenty fifth of June, nine a.m. to eleven a.m. Melbourne time, mm -hmm. which is a free two hours masterclass. It's a four part series. This is the, the part four already. Yeah. Um, you can ask me for a replay that I will explain to you um, what it is in a baby layman term. My yeah. coaches, they are all white male, uh, like Wall Street, but I, I'm, I'm going to tone it down, like, mm. like in English. For oh, that's good. To, that's like, what I need. <laughs> to understand. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, come, come join the, um, the masterclass. And if you feel like, huh, actually, once you understand, you know, fear and overwhelming mean mm. you're just not clear. That's yeah. all. You That's just a need a way to look at it. Yeah. You just need to talk about it. Once you know what it is, then no more fear and, and overwhelm. And so you just listen to it, open your heart. You don't have to get in it, but at least you, you make a decision. Okay, now I understand. Mm. Um, do I want to try? Then you will say, okay, maybe I'll put a hundred bucks in it just for, for a try. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think, oh, shit, I put 100 bucks and it's actually not as bad as I thought. It's just mm. 100 bucks. If I lose it, I'm okay with 100 bucks. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. realize, huh, people buy a house with it. Like I bought a house with it. Wow. Yeah. And then and then I thought, that's really life changing. I bought mm. a house with crypto profit. Then yeah. that's real. Right. Yeah. And then it saved me. I bought a car with it, you know, I, many things. And so if you think, huh, how can I learn that? I have a boot camp coming up as well in July, mm -hmm. and which is six to ten of July, five yeah. days. Yeah, I'll teach you everything, everything you know, like how to buy, how to sell, how to store, step by step. Really small group. Um, I just walk you through. I make sure you get action. It's not like a teaching content boring professor. Yeah, yeah. Lecture. It's yeah. more like hands on. Like how much you want to make? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to retire? Do you want to set your kids up for, mm. you know, because when they, when your kids grow up, there's not going to be a job out there. AI yeah. robots going to replace them. Yeah. So they need to have something ready. Mm. Mm. And so you, maybe you're like, okay, if you're just like, I, I, I'm going to throw, you know, 5K in it just for fun, 10K, yeah. 5K, doesn't matter. Then by all means, you can play with it. But you, you, you're like, no, oh, shit. I think inflation's coming, recession's coming. I need to prepare. I know that it takes time and I need to learn and study. This is something new for me. Like, I don't go to start a business day one and say, hey, I have a product. You don't even know what you're selling. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We, we don't know what you're buying. You don't know how much you're buying. You don't know how much return you're going to make. Mm. So, you're going to understand all of this. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, then make a decision to think okay now i'm gonna do so we have plan we have like okay this is your step one step two step three yeah so we don't tell you like go all in buy now because it's really cheap we will tell you why mm. indicator okay like you so what we do is that we we don't i don't want to give you fish i'll teach you how to fishing yeah i'll give yeah. you all the tools all the manual like everything and the mindset that's big because holding it is the hardest part yeah yeah like right now it's down right like most of us like we we are already make money but we could have make a million and mm. now we have make 200 something like that yeah, so yeah on paper i lost 800k right now but yeah. i'm actually still like i'm actually still up um but it sucks 
Mm, mm. sucks right even though you those number was blow up it was never there yeah the temptation is to sell yeah oh we take profit that's what we're teaching you as well to take profit so you don't Mm. you don't just like buy and then like crash and then like like yeah that's that's a way to do it and it's such a once you understand it's so simple yeah yeah buy low sell high but how yeah yeah i'm sure there's so much in there that you could definitely be out there teaching people so um, check it out if you're interested, guys. Um, thank you so much, Luina, for your time today. I, this has been really useful and I love hearing about your story and how you were always that little bit weird, but look how like far it's taken you now, like how amazing that that's all kind of fallen into place for you. Thank you for having me. 